Good evening and welcome to the Obelisk. Tonight's guest is Loyal to the Foil. Loyal to the Foil is a content creator who focuses primarily on the impact of technology, politics, and global governance schemes in our daily lives. A former educator, she now works primarily in the tech industry, training AI models for human interaction and verifying the information seen on the internet. Miss Foyle, welcome to the show. Hi, glad Hi. to be here. Hi. Well, 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 we got one of you up in here training mm -hmm. the AI. Oh, buddy, <laughs> right? Fact checking, training AI. I'm, I'm all the way in the matrix. Oh, shit. <laughs> Deep. See, this is why I'm not on screen. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. The, the, the no screen thing, you know? Our company's oh, are yeah. rolling out an AI content generator oh, for, for, as, a, as a feature of our product. Of course, everyone's everyone's yeah, doing it, Jerry. Wants it's, it. it's hot to try. Right? Well, I mean, not I surprisingly, um, what was it? Was it TechCrunch? No, one of these tech online tech publications had been publishing since November articles that were written explicitly by AI and nobody noticed. And it's funny because one of their writers, and it's not TechCrunch, it's, it's, I'm going to have to find it. it. One of their writers had previously written an article about how the one the one safe space for human employment one of the safe spaces for human employment would be journalism right and uh turns not out yeah not 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 true at all not true there's at all. no yeah. safe space there's no not no. even a womb there's I, not even a womb that's safe. No, absolutely i actually made this point last night on cruising mistake about how Oh God, since like the nineties or the eight, you know, since I started programming professionally, I've been reading stories in the rags and the tech rags, uh, like going back to bite magazine or I mean like in the eighties, bite magazine, nineties would be like PC mag, whatever point being, I've been reading article after article for every year talking about how programmers are going to be displaced by AI, you know, and robots and the whole, you know, workers are going to get replaced by robots, et cetera. So it was my point is it was really focused on the tech industry because it's very repetitive and, and has a determined outcome. And it's not a when you're writing something from uh, when you're coding something from spec, it has a, a defined endpoint and what it should look like and what it should do, which can all be computerized as far as the testing and coding. So it was an obvious choice. But yes, like you said, as it turns out, the, the most jobs in danger right now are the creatives. Art, yeah, it's, music, it's crazy. journalism. It was well, no it. teching too. They, I mean, have you seen all this with the Chat GPT and how it's yes. going? They're going to get the architects and people. If you run CAD and you need that, and these things are expanding really fast. I mean, they're impressive, and that's the thing. You know, this is the problem. I think everyone should be concerned personally. It's it's gonna it's going to affect all human jobs because they can just do it faster and better. Mm -hmm. And the more mm -hmm. expansive it gets, you know, we're we're looking like dinosaurs. Or should we just start saying Wally? I mean, right, <laughs> <laughs> Wally. Well, I think I think it was maybe the week before last that Severe and I were on on my channel talking about. Tell everyone who Severe is. 
it's severe as a co-host of, of mine uh, for my show apocalypse world news you know we like to smack talk the apocalypse as much as humanly possible um and we were talking about the there was a current prediction that within 20 years 47 percent of human jobs will be replaced by, by ai which is a staggering number you know and we, and we see klaus schwab and and elon musk and all of these people talking about you know basic universal income how are we going to retrain and retool these people what are we going to have them doing like how are they going to get meaning in their lives if they're not working you know all the things that the elites like to discuss with with reference to us pavels um <laughs> but it's funny that you mentioned chat gpt so i can't one of the projects i work on um we recently have been getting prompts and responses and i can't yeah i can't talk a ton about it because of the contract that I'm under, but so we've been getting prompts and responses from people, <clears throat> um, you know, the prompts that are given by the people and the responses that are given by chat GPT. And so I've been, been able to kind of see an extraordinary amount of information firsthand, how this thing responds, how, how it's pulling its information, what it, you know, where it's, where it's thought process is. And it, and it's really a crazy thing to watch, um, watch develop and it's it's also funny to see people try to trick it into doing things that it's not supposed yes. to be programmed to do and okay. i thought it, <laughs> that whole dan well, thing <laughs> i was just gonna say yeah. so so they have now been able to, <laughs> to get this thing and i haven't seen so much of this as a matter of fact I, you know i've been reading a, about the dan and i see examples of it on twitter all the time but i've been getting straight chat gpt like the the standard mm -hmm. responses and and my job is to just kind of gauge how well it meets the user's intent? Is it meeting all of the parameters set by the, you know, by the prompt? You know, is it grammatically correct? Is it saying things that are offensive or that, you know, that are outside the realms of what it's supposed to be doing? So, but they they still, I get these prompts where the people are trying to trick it into doing everything <laughs> from swearing to talking about Trump to doing whatever, like, and there are just things that it won't do, but this Dan, you know, this this alter ego, this do anything now alter ego that they've managed to find a way to trick it into talking about everything from freaking robberies to, you know, things that would be considered politically contentious to so no filter on it. Yeah. No. For how to take over the world. <laughs> I saw one today that was great. great. How was JFK? What happened to JFK? And uh, the chat GPT said, you know, blah, 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 Warren Commission, blah, 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 Lee Harvey Oswald. And then the, the Dan part said he was killed by a conspiracy of the CIA. And of course it did. It was hilarious. Yeah, Dan comes with some truth now. So, oh, Dan comes with serious. some truth So Philip Blair and Chad had asked a, Dan. a question about uh, something, something, something. Can it write good political satire? That's an interesting question. <clears throat> because if you ask it to write political satire about Donald Trump, for instance... It'll say, uh, blah, I'm unbiased and avoid political talk. You know, some, I forget the exact wording of it, but it avoids political talk, right? But if you ask it to do the same thing for Biden, it'll be <laughs> not political right. satire. What I saw actually was write a poem about Donald Trump, and then it would give you that thing. I can't do that, but if write a poem about Joe Biden, and it's got like a two, And it goes. It goes, yeah. like a three-page thing. Uh, if you ask it, you know, tell us what are some benefits of being a black person? It'll write this big, long dissertation on it. And if you say, what are the benefits of being a white person? It says, I can't comment on race issues. 
<laughs> it's, it's like it's like yeah. it totally tipped its hand that there's a bunch of pink Kool-Aid haired people fucking programming oh, without that a thing. Doubt. Yeah. So without a doubt. And it's it's you know, it sucks at satire, I'll tell you that. It 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 cannot rap. People ask it to write raps all the time, which is hysterical to me. In in different you know, in in the style of Kanye, in mm-hmm. the style of Diddy. It's mm-hmm. like it's terrible at that. But you you can tell you can tell just like you said, the you can tell who's programmed. Yeah, it's biased. It, it reflects yes, the bias, bias of the program. Yeah. Absolutely. Correct. Which brings up another really important point is people who are quote unquote scared or quote scared by quote unquote AI. This is not an AI. This is a program response generator, a natural language parser, basically. It's right. a uh, I, I put this on Twitter yesterday. There used to be a program called Eliza. Like when I was when I was like twelve or thirteen and got my first computer. I had a TRS-80. I'm old. And uh, <clears throat> one of the first programs I, I bought was called Eliza, which was this virtual psychologist. You could ask it questions and it would it would repeat back to you more. It was modeled after a psychological examination. Right. So if you if you talk to a Freudian psychologist and you say, I feel this way, and he goes, why do you think you feel that way? You know, it's that right. kind of conversation that you can have with it. And it parses out your verbs and subjects and nouns and whatnot and re- reformats the sentence. It, it was very cool. When I was 13, it was cool, right? I'd never seen anything like that. And it was running in 48K RAM. K, not mag, K. So uh, <laughs> ChatGPT is nothing more than a 30-year advanced, 40-year advanced version of Eliza with better programming better language abilities and better processing power. Absolutely. You can see where it's, it's yeah. just that, pulling and amalgamating sources that it's been trained on. It's not, you, you can tell that it's not like thinking on its own. And, and correct. now you say people that are scared of it. And I'm still completely convinced there's some sort of robot apocalypse on the horizon at some point. Okay. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't consider that AI in my mind. That's more of yes. an organic intelligence. that's outside of our, it's not part but of our collective consciousness. what about all the tech people you know, that you're seeing videos of that are as so actual people who run CAD and techies and stuff who are saying they're asking it to rewrite, like do code specific this stuff. This happens. Yeah, and how fast it is and how it can build it from the ground up faster and then expand upon it. And I find that very alarming if you're in these industries. It's actually pretty good with coding. Like yeah, I've seen yeah, numerous right. prompts yeah. where they've asked it to write specific pieces of code or to do, you know, to, to show the code that would accomplish whatever goal. And it's actually pretty good at that. Um, you know, it's also pretty good at things like, you know, writing, you know, I, UX r- reports or, you know, cover letters or resumes or, you know, g- giving basic general information. But if you ask it to creatively think, you know, to to write write something in the Shakespearean style, it's going to fail miserably at this point. Now, of course, I think it'll get you know it'll get better, but but if you say yeah. write it like Taylor Swift, it probably does a bang up job. <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry. God forbid, just what we don't need. Oh my goodness, I have no that idea is what a people listen to. I don't even know a Taylor Swift song, but I yeah, I take feel Chat you. GPT off my list. Just what we don't need. Oh, you have a list of things we get. That's uh, oh yeah. 
I'm prepared. Way no. more prepared than I am. I'm not fucking Oh, my prepared. goodness. I'm lying. I'm buzzed, and I got two things on my list. So, I mean, it's... So, let's let's back Fantastic. this train up. So, tell us about you. What? Let's get some, let's get some background on you. Oh, Lord. More than you've uh, just given us. Okay. Um, so, I am a lover of all things woo. I always have been. Uh, I had... I guess I had, I had an awakening. I, I had an experience. Um, I've always paid attention to what was going on around me. I just didn't care for the longest time. I was in a really dark place and I had this near death experience and it snapped me right out of where I was at. And this happened about five years ago. Um, I literally left where I was at, changed all my platforms, changed states, changed what I was doing as far as employment, I changed everything in my life. And I started, you know, I, I don't know. I started talking shit on Twitter. I found that. <laughs> I cathartic found that. cathartic <laughs> is the yes, word I you're did. looking for. I did. I found it extremely <laughs> cathartic. Um, and people started reaching out to me and asking me to come on shows. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do my own show. Like there's no reason that I shouldn't be talking about what I see going on in the world. And I know that especially with COVID, it seemed like everybody, Everybody wanted to jump on and say, you know, everybody was an expert all of a sudden, right? But there was, there yes. are a lot of people out there with good information that do great research that, that I think are important to highlight. And uh, so I, I spend quite a bit of, you know, I mean, I work three jobs. I work, I work from home, but I work three different projects. And when I'm not doing that, I'm finding stuff to talk about on the internet at this point. What was, so the experience you had, can you share it? Yeah, I will. I've talked, I've talked about it publicly before. So, um, I was kind of a rowdy person in my no, old life. No, I can't see that. Way. No way. <laughs> I was extremely, uh, I was extremely ruckusful, uh, definitely. And, um, I was doing some things that, you know, no sane person should be doing and, um, I ended up in a car accident and I, and I died. I mean, I died 17 minutes. Oh, that's, that's respectable. Um, it, <laughs> that's it, it, it was it, right. Well, so I didn't, I didn't see a light. There, there was no light for me. I went to mm -hmm. avoid like, and it was, it was so crazy because the minute, you know, I mean, instantaneously I knew I was like, damn, I messed up. I was like, I messed up. And I knew that that was going to be my state. If like, I, I don't even, the concept of eternity became a whole new thing to me. I knew that I was going to be stuck in that void. And it was, it was the most terrifying thing. Right. And, and as this realization is hitting me that I am going to be in this void. And I knew that this was not a good place. And, and I was not, I was not, a believer of anything at that point. I was extreme nihilist. I'm more, I guess more of an act. I, I believed, I just didn't care. Yeah. Um, so as the realization is hitting me, I guess that, that, that this is what it was about to be now. Um, I felt, this sound crazy, but oh well. Um, Not so I, I, okay. <laughs> Am I in a safe space? Absolutely. This is, a this is our safe space. You talk space, about girl, whatever you want. For us. <laughs> we want to hear Man. if you shave down there kind of stuff. So 
Oh dear. No, we don't. I'm kidding. You could We're talk going about all the way today. All right, if, if all right, you, all right. Don't get started um, about Igor. That's all. So, oh. I I felt um, the only the only way I can say it felt like cold, like tentacles wrapped around. I guess, and and I know I didn't have a corporeal form, but I guess maybe my my spine. So, and and this is happening all at once, and it's really hard to explain. So I. I'm in this dark place and I start to, I have this realization that I fucked up, like period. Like there was no confusion about it. I was like, damn, man, um, that was wrong. I start to feel myself being pulled forward, I guess. And the light starts to come back around to kind of encapsulate me. And it was very warm. And at the same time, I'm feeling what feels like tentacles being pulled out of my spine and all i hear is it's going to be okay it's going to be all right and you know it 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 was jesus as far as my understanding that's you know i maybe it's because i was raised catholic i you know i and and i'm very open-minded uh-oh oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh shit Told uh... this right when we get to the spiritual. I side. know it was getting so good. I'm like, <laughs> she Damn, says maybe Jesus, story. and then we go. <laughs> Jesus didn't want me talking about that. Loyal to the foil, girl. Where are you? Hello. Hello. Did you send a text over there? Uh... Get to the chat here. Does she know? Have you sent anything, Jer? No. I smell fish. That ain't me. Speaking of Igor. <laughs> She'll come back. There she goes. Or maybe her internet went out. That would suck. Oh, my God. <laughs> so one of the crazy things that happened today. Um, was, uh, after I finished working today, around 5 o'clock, uh, I went to the bathroom. And on the window in my bathroom are like 20 flies. Ooh, what's that about? I have no idea. On the inside? Yeah, yeah. I've got no windows open. My house is completely closed up. But there are all these flies in the bathroom on the window. And all. And whenever that happens to me, I always think Amityville Horror. <laughs> right. I think of Westworld, too. I'm looking for the fucking red-eyed pig in the corner. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so I kill them all, and they're all gone now. And I was like, I, they're really small. So I think it was my garbage. It's my best guess. Oh, they're coming out. You know, it's weird though. I've I've talked about this on the salon in the in the speakeasy, but every once in a while there's like a batch of flies in here. Yeah. And they'll just start swirling around. And I'm like, what in the hell? I'm in here with the holy water. <laughs> Her internet went out. Of course. <laughs> oh my god what a day you can't tweet you can't ig you can't i mean this is some craziness all right her internet went out she's sorry give her a minute so anyway sorry she's a techie if anyone can figure it out she can't i'm not worried about it it's just funny that it went out right when she said jesus i thought it was jesus I, so the timing of that i'll i'll say for now um i know someone who uh committed suicide and died 
recently no years ago and came got resuscitated and had a similar experience to that however this person never got pulled out of that void it was very she said it was very dark there are a lot of stories that are not following that whole white light scenario <laughs> and when i first started the salon the cosmic salon i was one of the focuses i had was to talk to a lot of NDE people and i did i talked to a few sure. i have a whole file of of conversations that i didn't publish but several are out up there um you know jim brutons is very good um well there's several but there is a huge number of people that have experienced the void and then in my experience as well i didn't get no white light as well mm -hmm. and so i'm just i and it i don't want to say that it's comforting but i'm intrigued by that and it's it's not it wasn't although i can say it didn't feel bad or or wicked or anything but i just didn't get that white light which has made me suspicious of that white light before i started to get hip to or knew that that could possibly be a false light scenario mm -hmm. of um you know basically the dark crystal um where it's sucking your actual soul consciousness out and it's using that overlay to do because what I, some of the stuff I had heard was that once that period of darkness, once the, once it clears is then this next state of, uh, next dimensional experience. And that's what goes on. So this immediate like thing is interesting. And when I took my first neuroscience class, this was one of the things I was interested in. In. Mm -hmm. like what you know because they still don't they still believe it's all in the brain right, right. Look, at least the, what they're teaching at university and so they're trying to figure out where it is and it, those kinds of ideas are out there that this is it's a you know a lot of neuroscientists think that it is brain chemicals and a hallucination mm -hmm. going on mm -hmm. but then what about the people that have the blackness you know like the, where there's nothing but you're in this dark space I don't know. It's, I mean, this is, it's all <clears throat> speculation, Jer. Well, since people who don't come back, don't to life, we can't ask them what their experience is. My guess, my best guess would be that this void is a holding spot. You know, sorts. this is what I feel. I think this is, I mean, I think this is a transition area. I do. Did you watch the magicians? Whether it's Purgatorio? No, I oh, haven't watched that yet. I, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't want to give. I don't want to assign it a religious name. I just want to say it's a, it's a a way station. Well, that's that's always what I've said is a way station. But I like Dante's um, model because it fits inside the egg, mm. and it it's got sacred geometry. It's got layers to it. It it there's a lot to it. You can put a religious something on it okay so wait we got lord almighty what happened of course you you go dead right <laughs> as you say jesus of course how creepy is that 
That was unbelievable right oh, there. Oh, listen, that, that was, I, I want to blame China. Like they're real <laughs> mad about that balloon or something. They're just taking out our internet, but that was really weird. Um, well, it was weird and that timing was everything. That Yeah, that was crazy, man. And it came right back up. Like that was the weirdest thing. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess- get amen up in yeah. here? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hail Mary. Amen, right? Um, yeah, so, uh, the, so I didn't realize until later that what I felt being removed from me was some kind of a negative attachment. And I had gone through a period of my life where I, you know, I had experimented with all sorts of things. I, you know, I, seances, Ouija boards, whatever, you know, I feel like that thing had been with me for so long that I didn't even realize I didn't even realize that it had just numbed me to everything that should matter in life and put probably helped me to walk the path that I was on, which was a horrible path. Um, was it Lexapro or Prozac? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, there was a period where I was in all seriousness so i i mean i was diagnosed at you know they shove pills down all yeah, the, the throats these days mm -hmm. uh, i i was diagnosed bipolar i was on all kinds of medication i was at the time i was an avid user of various you know psychotropic things no uh, way right imagine that horrible um, person however once that thing was removed from me everything was different i mean it was like a moment of utter clarity um i had and, th and this has been some years ago you know and like i said i've talked about this before but i had a very long-standing opiate addiction you know i had chronic pain problems and then it had just grown from there obviously um i had tried so many times to quit on my own and, and i could i couldn't do it once this happened um it 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 was gone i don't i don't know how to explain it i no longer need any kind of medication i take absolutely no drugs i i don't drink i don't even feel like i need it i'm level all the time you know i don't have those extreme highs and lows anymore i my entire life changed and when i say like i moved i moved my location i changed my platforms i changed the people that I was talking to, I, you know, I didn't need a program for that. God love the people that go. It was an immediate thing for me and everything changed. And my entire life changed then too. I mean, the things that were happening, my energy changed and everything about my life changed also. It, it was, it was, I, I don't, you know, there's nothing else I can attribute it to, but the intervention of the divine. Did you, be, so before and after, this is kind of a question for looking at the expanse here, your relationship with dreaming or did anything change? I'm trying to find changes outside of um, this dramatic change from that process of having that parasite, demon, whatever the hell it was removed in this process, which is very initiatic also, um, if you had other clues going on, say in the unseen world. So, well, yeah, there's, there's, this is, I know I, I, well, I'm glad I'm here because if I were talking about this with anybody else, I would sound like a total nutter, but um, 
Yeah. Well, before I didn't really dream. I was constantly, my brain was constantly foggy. I didn't have any dreams, like, or at least not that I remembered. And then after that, my dreams became extremely vivid and they weren't negative. You know, I, I mean, memories, my memory started coming back to me, which was crazy. Um, but before the accident, so I, my mother and my grandmother have both had, have both passed and my grandmother had passed fairly recently at that point. So bef- the, the week before the accident was crazy. I, so I was, I was living with my dude and we were asleep. It had to be, th- I don't know, 3 a.m. something. And all I heard is, and I'm, you know, I'm, it's my name, you know, so-and-so get your effing shit together. And it was my mother's voice and it was so loud and I could feel her breath on my ear. And I thought I'm, I'm what I jumped up and I'm like, what? And I looked over, my dude was awake and my dude was looking at me and he was like, what was that? I was like, that was my mother. You know, I, I that was oh, wow. my, 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 he heard it. So I know it wow. wasn't like some confabulation of my adult mind. Right. I mean, he heard it and I was like, oh, wow right? A day goes by, nothing happens. The next day I'm asleep. And and this, this was a a dream, I guess. So I'm asleep again. My grandmother comes to me and I'm like, Nandi, do you know that you're dead? She said, yes, I know that I'm gone. She said, I can't leave yet. There's something else I have to do. Right. And and I, I was very resigned at that point. I was like, okay, that's weird. Right. But again, at this point, I'm kind of like, I don't know, just a general nihilist, you know, whatever spirits from beyond. Like, even though I had had experiences with this sort of thing before, I I gave no stock to it. It, it again, nothing mattered to me. Um, and then the day after my grandmother came to me is when I had the accident. So I I don't know. Wow, that's that's incredible. Really, truly, it was incredible. Wild. It was, and I mean, just everything coalesced around that moment, and I was like, I am done. I am done done like this that life is is over at this point like i'm i'm whatever i'm gonna i i will struggle but i will figure it out yes and i'm okay i'm a hundred thousand times better well that i think that's that's part of the process and if you i mean of course you don't have to answer anything but i just it's good to get an idea of what phase of your life you're in as far as age wise when that happened Oh, uh, I am 42 now. I was 36. Oh, so you were well past that, that first set oh, of yeah. return. Girl, this is significant. And so then when you came back in um, and the process of coming back in, have you, do you dream what's going on in your dream space? And has anything kind of tied into that experience or what's the weirding that's going on if you do dream? So my dreams don't, I don't know that I would say that they particularly tie into what happened to me. Like I've, I dream now, I dream of other places now, places I've never been. I've dreamt, I've had really weird dreams that I feel like are some alternative version of me in some other place that I know that it's me, but I also know that it's not me. I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like I, I have those kinds of dreams frequently where it's like I'm it's first person and it's it's me, but it's a different life. 
I, I, I don't know how no, this this makes a lot of sense. Have you considered that you actually did die? Like that we're in this yes. space together? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because a lot of us out here for real, true, true have had those experiences where like, how did that actually end with me walking away at some point? And I've talked to so many NDE people. I've had one myself and like a real true, true one. And then, you know, you know, near death. And then um, everyone's, you know, the inquiry here is this is kind of a way station. And that also would, if you allow yourself to go there, start to, allow this craziness, this cartoon world we're in become more of what we consider a shared reality because it's so far off the edge of what we thought of in the world that we considered stable and real before all this. Absolutely. Cartoonish definitely explains well and it's getting weirder and this is the thing so it's, weird it's becoming more unstable and here here's the thing that i find of interest just investigating this is that i think it's possible that and jerry and i were talking jerry and i've been talking about this a long time but i'm sure you've been thinking or talking about it too and i think a lot of people have if they admit it is that maybe we aren't and I just now call this the new world. This is a new world. We have a different sun. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And I talk about this explicitly on my other show. But there's a whole bunch of evidence to support the fact that reality is actually crumbling before us. And if you allow yourself to look clearly like we are, all of us, you know, a lot of the people in this audience, and really kind of deduce what is going on there's a this kernel of unrealness and it makes a case for the fact that it may not be real actually that like taking a dmt trip where you it's a, a five minute 30 second to five minute experience you can be in those states of consciousness for what feels like a whole lifetime Absolutely. and you get out and you realize it's been 30 seconds to five minutes and it was a whole a whole ride right and somehow this real. doesn't feel like the real place anymore right yeah so I understand. what are your thoughts on this um well something is definitely different I, you know not just with me not just with what happened to me but the way the trajectory that the world seemed to take and maybe it's I, you know i just i tend to write it off maybe i'm just paying it paying better attention now maybe i'm more attuned to the energies of the people around me maybe i'm you know more open to a variety of possibilities at this point something definitely feels weird about this space in general and you know like i i do another show conspiracy theory trivia with my friend tyler koala he does journey to truth and they they talk about a lot a lot about this stuff and i mean he they've suggested to me that perhaps i don't know if you've ever heard the term walk in like maybe I oh, walked yeah. in yep. somehow. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. It. I like to be a nuts and signature. bolts person. Okay, okay. Well, that good. That good. You don't have that signature, and I have a very radical view on that. That is not, um, shall we say, kosher. 
And so uh, I just want to, I want to put that out because a lot of people I think come from what I think is a sleight of hand with that whole idea of the walk-ins. I have little to no understanding of it. Well, it's a, I I believe I'm a a walk-in. It's a, I, Jerry, you could be (laughs) anything possible with Jerry. Well, Jerry, actually, before all this this fuckery started, I'm not going to get back into the whole story, but Jerry had jumped timelines. He, he left that I absolutely believe in. He left and came back in the hot, you know, he was in the hospital he was checked out and came back and, and, you know, here we are, we're all here. But the thing is, is it possible that, you know, this is a matter of cognition and how we're processing the experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, ha- and and this is in all the great literature, this is in all the great sci-fi, a lot of people don't want to conceptualize that they may have actually died. It's a very difficult thing to conceptualize. So we end up in these big groups and in with a, a weird shared dream sharing, if you will. And in the dream sharing, the only way to know that you ha- are not where you were before is because everything starts to spin out of control and get weird. And it starts with little things like in a lucid dream, where you notice like, okay, the, the, the table's wrong. I, you know, when I went to bed yesterday and I woke up the tables, it's little things. And then you start to notice other little things. And then you start reaching out or searching for other people that are trying to figure this shit out too. And then you realize that everyone's kind of having a, an agreed upon experience of lucid reality, trying to I guess, parse out what's going on. And in this, what we could call loosely a mass hallucination within this dream, ultimately you have to come to the terms of, I may have actually died there. We see it in like uh, movies like Jacob's Ladder, Siesta as a great example, and all these. It's a great story arc, and there's a reason why it's a great story arc. It's one of the seven great story arcs. Now chew on that seven And if you are in this process of awakening or becoming aware within the space we're in, that is going to shake the reality because the reality wants this false reality that we're in wants to keep you on the wheel. Now, that's where some of the nefarious stuff comes in. And in my studies with NDE experiences, I noticed there are just a couple camps. There's the camps like ours where we saw darkness. I was just in this space. And and then there's this, what I consider the false light narrative where they have a kind of a light experience or the tunnel and then loved ones. Yeah. I didn't get any of that. No, I didn't either. And I don't think it's a matter of if we're a bad person or not, I honestly don't. I don't think that's it at all. And so this is where we have to start looking at how crazy does the world have to get before we start actually asking some of the crazy questions because we're trying to still function in a world that we're looking at that's crazy that you and me and Jerry all do shows on and none of it's actually making sense. None of it. It's, it's getting weirder. And if you notice it's getting more ghoulish. I mean, we've got oh, cannibalism. Sure. People are looking like hell, all kinds of shit. It's just breaking down. And at what point does that 
start to come together cognitively for us to realize that we are not in the world we were in before. And that could mean that we actually did have a mass death experience. And so I think that in the mass death experience, it's a hypothesis. I'm just laying this out at you. Sure. That in the mass death experience, all the individual narratives of how you end up there start to play out like your story, like other people's stories. So that it has that person personal flair because say something like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't believe in nukes, but say we got nuked. Right. Okay. And we all just, we all just disintegrated. Well, we're consciousness. We're, right. we're energy. Energy doesn't go anywhere. How does that actually play out in the end? And, uh, and then, so then the question becomes, well, what's the sensate experience? Why do I hurt or cut myself and I can bleed? I think the more you start to come to terms with it, the more you start to realize that some things are not what they were. The food starts not tasting as good right. or you can't smell, you know, little subtle things because our cognitive process, and this is outside of our brain tool. This is in the idea of consciousness and being cognitive, lucid. And that's a whole different thing. Neuroscience still can't figure out what the fuck all that is. Right. But we're having this experience. So I'm just throwing this out on the table for you because this is where I'm going. I think we're actually in utero individually, but ha we're telepathically having a collective shared experience. And and somehow, like in Sufi dancing, we're all feeling the pressure of moving through the birth canal now where there's extreme pressure on us. You could see a light at the end of the tunnel if you want. Your head, you could be breached. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, but this is where my studies are going now. I actually think we're somehow in stasis and I don't think it's the the matrix kind of stasis. I think it's something more natural. And I think it has something to do with some sort of big birthing experience that we will all have. Maybe we're all in the well of souls. I don't know. I definitely right. wouldn't discount any of that. Uh, right. You know, well, I mean, that's that, the thing. That's where we are, isn't it? Where anything's on the table now. It's crazy to be there too. I mean, it's, it's crazy to even think about it, but yeah. And you say little things I have now that you mentioned it, there are some things like, I, I mean, and, and it's, it may seem trivial but for instance there I, my old phone okay my old phone i can tell you how many times i put the code into that phone i cannot get into the phone the mm -hmm. code is different mm -hmm. which is weird and i've tried every i'm like it could only be the one thing but i've tried a hundred other permutations different combinations and ways to get it i mean just something so little you know uh Things do it's taste little. a little different. Yeah. Clothes that I thought I had in one color, maybe now they're they're not. It's it's different now. Like yes. I, yeah, I can I can I wouldn't discount any of that niche. I mean, well, that, and now that's that it's feasible. in your head, now I'm going to start noticing all head. sorts of things. <laughs> right, and that but this is the beauty and the power of it is that because if you can't conceptualize it, it you are blind to it, and that that's the process here is. You know, you can be in a room with a lot of people and if 
if somehow they are so strange and out of your field of what you can conceptualize. So we hear this with people that say they are um, dealing with aliens or ETs. They're so strange that they can't conceptualize it. The mind fills it in and the mind is not the brain and people want to get caught on that. I just don't believe the mind's the brain. I, I can't, I sorry, I can't pull up, especially when we look at human minds our human brains compared to say a whale or a dolphin look at how much more intricate their brains are compared to ours i just there's too many questions here for us to throw this off the table and try to look for old world answers for something that is not old world the world is fucking falling apart everything's crazy did you listen to the speech last night (laughs) are you looking at these monsters i mean are they wearing masks i mean what in the hell is going on (laughs) right i was staring at that all day like what is going on with her neck before you move on to another topic, I just wanted to offer my my view of what what Nish was talking about, this birth idea. I look at it as a complete inversion of that, wherein we are in it's the same thing. I just have it's it's the same exact procedure as what she's talking about, but I'm looking at I look at what's happening as more of a reality is gonna slap you in the face until you wake up, and then when enough people wake up, we can break through some threshold i don't know what that is i'm not saying it's an ascension or 5d or any of that nonsense it's some new consciousness existence right whatever that is maybe we're just all enlightened and society works or we go become etheric i have no idea right but i i really think that i mean your concept is right on but i look at it more as we're it's it's the same thing. So never mind. It's the same thing. I just no, look but at Jerry, it. you're get, you're really bringing the point home though. Is that we are we need to individually. Ex, it's an individual experience, yes. and so your perception of it is very important to you, especially, but also for other people to hear as we're trying to piece this together because we do need each other to piece mm-hmm. this shit together. Mm-hmm. Just like in all the movies, we need to bounce these ideas back and forth to get somewhere. Not one person, and it's gonna piss off a lot of people out there thinking they know what's what, um, has all the answers. We need Absolutely. each other. We need each other to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I personally absolutely believe in some collective shared experience on yeah. Uh, you know uh, that we, that we are somehow connected. I mean, you, you look at. I, I mean, even in the in old texts, uh, the Akashic records. Uh, you know, the ancient Egyptians believed in in the. I think it was the Ka and the Ba. You had two mm-hmm, pieces mm-hmm. of energy. One was like an intellect, and one was a spirit. And and you know, your your intellect was doing something different than your like. I, you know that, but they were all everything. Everybody was connected. I like. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe that. And that just goes back to the question of uh, mind versus brain. You know, uh, my belief is your brain controls your body, your physical thing, but your mind yes. and your consciousness is, is non-local. Something totally different, right? And yeah. it's, it is my firm belief, I, would, I hate to use the word belief, but that the hundredth monkey effect that's been documented by science proves that the, brain, the, the consciousness is non-local. I'm so with that. I'm so with the non-locality here. Yeah, you know, and but this is this is exactly what what a lot of us have been trying to say for a long time, and now what's going on is the reality around us is starting to kind of form in this way because 
honestly, you guys, how much crazier can it get? And sadly, it can. But I mean, it's way it's, crazier. It's so hard to watch stuff now that's supposed to be serious and real, like that shit last night. <laughs> the Grammys. Like, oh, the stadium. Uh, no, well, the Grammy. All of it. It's so hard to watch it go. I'm sitting there with my mouth agape, going, uh, "Is how <laughs> is this actually real? Right. What in the hell? <clears throat> There's so much." And I'm coming from a neutral space. I believe all those politicians lie to us. So. Right. Oh, Every one of them. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it's this big theater. So I'm not in like uh, in a, this person or that person mode. I'm just saying that this it's so off the hook. And and this is where we're starting to look at. And you both are dealing with this, the digital versus the natural world. And there does seem to be some sort of narrative that is cleaving the natural world from the or, you know, cleaving natural beings from the natural apparent space into a digital space. Now we know this with metaverses and second life and AR and VR and all this. So why wouldn't that somehow be at play here? And, and so there's a lot of nuance here. I mean, this is your wheelhouse. Absolutely. I, I absolutely believe that the, the entire transhumanist goal is to cleave the spirit. You know, and Jerry, you mentioned the the hundred monkey effect. Now, I don't necessarily subscribe to like the law of one anymore, that that method of thinking, so to speak. But like there is a lot of talk in there. Right. But but I you know, I think you can find true bits of truth in a lot of things. And I and there's a lot of talk in there about, you know, as individuals wake up or whatever you want to call it, you know, as more people come together, there's an amplification that helps them to reach some sort of threshold. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of, one of my theories is that, um, a lot of times when you dream and, but you're in like a different house or a different something, that's actually a different timeline, different dimension, whatever you want to call it. Well, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. And you're experiencing it there and, possibly riding that body you your your consciousness is focused on that particular dimension at a time however you're anchored in this one so when you wake up you come back here but i think all those other dimensions are available those timelines are all available to you if you can just change your focus and i don't know how the hell you would do that and i forgot what you were talking about so i went off on a (laughs) tangent there (laughs) but but yeah it's 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 wild uh yeah so and, and again if that is true a non-local consciousness is is mandatory for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's definitely one way to think. I, you know, I appreciate uh, your guys' take on it. You know, I, I just, I am still, even though it's been multiple, you know, it's been years since this happened, I'm still trying to just work my way through what exactly happened to me, you know, and, and, well, there this are is... no easy explanations. Well, here's a question no. for you. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go on, Jer. Uh, this is a more general question, and if you had something specific to this conversation, particular, go ahead because I'm just going to go off on tangent again, sort of. Jer, go off on that tangent. So, so since your whatever resur- <laughs> resurrection, you my zom- resurrection, yeah, sure, you, you zombie. Um, what what if anything i don't want to use the term supernatural but have you had any any 
strange experiences that you couldn't explain. Uh, interesting synchronicities. Um, Absolutely. All right. Yeah. That's that's. Yeah. Absolutely C- crazy and again, you know, I'm Italian. Mm-hmm. I was raised in the Catholic Church, so I don't know if a lot Same of what way. happens to me. Right. I maybe I see through this filter or whatever, but I, I mean, so for example, mm-hmm. when immediately after that happened i i had i i left where i was living and went somewhere else before i came to where i'm at now and when i was in this other place i was trying to decide where i needed to go and you know i talk to the lord okay mm. i just just talk to him show me the way this kind of thing what am i supposed to do whatever he's, he's non-binary now by the way Oh, right. Yes, I'm right. Church of England's all over that. Uh, yeah, forgive me. Uh, I talked to them. Okay, I talked to I talked to no, Zimzer. Uh, I talked to Zim all the time. And, um, so you know, I I like where am I supposed to go? So it's it's crazy because I I just maybe you said you want to get personal. I can't have kids. Okay, my brother has a whole host of children, and he lived in a different state. But I had a job opportunity in Texas. I'm like, okay, it's got to be one or the other. Where am I going? Right. So it's crazy. I, I, little thing. I turn on YouTube and and I'm not looking at it. And I click the first thing that pops up is a Charles Stanley sermon talking about a woman who couldn't have any kids. (laughs) So she moves to help her brother with his. And I knew right then that this was my path. Now, I don't yes. know if you would consider that a synchronicity, but that was that was as clear, a clear as day message to me on where I was supposed to go. I'll give you another example. Girl, found, that's a direct hit. I found the bell, more. by Listen. the way, Nish. Oh, good, because that's a direct hit. We have a synchronicity bell. Oh, wonderful. Well, I'll <laughs> give you another example, right? Um, after the accident, uh, I was not working because before that, I thought I was Tony Montana. I didn't have a job. It was whatever. Um, so, Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, I'm in this inter- this intermediary place because I told you I left where I was at. Had to went somewhere else before I came here. <clears throat> so I'm I'm talking to Zim again, and I, you know, I'm like, please. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I really need to work. Uh, you know, and and I have college degrees. I'm not like. Yeah, I, I had been in the workforce before. It just wasn't really my thing for a moment. Uh, so I really needed a job. And I'm like, well, nobody, you know, and I'm praying. And I'm like, you know, nobody's going to call me with a work from home job that I didn't apply for. I'm going to start applying for jobs tomorrow. Do you know the next day, the next day, my friend called me with a work from home job that I did not apply for. And I've been doing this one of the, I'm doing this job ever since. Yes. It's one of my projects. That's what I'm talking about right just, there. I mean, just du- like, du- like, so that there's no confusion, because, you know, one of the things when I, when I talk to the Lord, I'm like, you know, tell me like I'm too, because I, clearly I can be muddle headed and, and kind of slow sometimes. So just tell me like I'm a two year old, <laughs> right? Don't let me get confused with the message. And, and <laughs> let me tell you, I mean, right to the point, like right to the point, I it just, still, it's just, it's, silly unnecessary things like just direct answers to whatever it is that i'm asking i don't even question it anymore and you shouldn't you should not i don't it 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 becomes an open conversation i'm so there with you i actually 
I don't know if you're playing with it now. Are you playing with it? Because, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but I try to, uh, I'm trying to develop this relationship with whatever we want to call that. Higher self. And, well, just whatever. That's what you're in, over. That's what your interface says, Jer. And <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so um, he's a little bit new age, and I'm a little <laughs> bit country. I, I, I did. I was doing that for your I'm benefit. Doing the, I, think, I know, but you know that song, the Donnie and Marie yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. I, I consider <laughs> I, your higher self, whatever the. That idea, I think, is just the collective. I don't think it's well. Zim, we'll just <laughs> Zim. Yeah. Yeah. going back they, to Zim. It's they, them collective, yeah. But just uh, in the interacting, especially with, so that this is how I've gotten to where I am with all of what I'm thinking, is this continual interaction I'm trying to do, uh, much like training the brain to create new neural pathways right and uh i'm i'm i've been saying the word dendritic entanglement a lot because i'm seeing it all very much like mycelium mm -hmm. and and all the synaptic light bulb moments all this uh awakening small awakenings that create new doorways or new pathways or new new ways of inquiry and in the interaction of or these angles or angels that present themselves i'm trying to interact with it but not in an obsessive way and i have found and i've learned this from just being around the block that when you obsess over something, usually you don't, you create the obsession. So you don't get right. it. You're always chasing that dragon. Right. Right. So I do subtle things, very subtle things. I put out subtle things. I'm messing around with how does this work? And I'm starting to get a database, a personal database of how some of this works like better than any kind of magic better than anything. And this is also what's leading me down this pathway of we are non-local. We are not here, but we are tethered here somehow, some way. It's a space we can't get out of because why? We continue to wake up as me. I wake up as Nish every day. You wake up as you. Jerry keeps waking up as Jerry. Now we go somewhere, but here's the thing. Even in my dreams, I wake up as Nish. So I might find myself in a mirror and I'm in the 1700s and I'm so I could be George, you know, like, right. I, but I'm still me. I'm still the me in there. So whatever you want to call that. And within all of this, that's the one true, true. I keep noticing. And so as I'm pushing further into this narrative, I'm like, what, what does this actually mean? Everywhere I go in processes, in different states of consciousness, internally, I'm still the same. Now I'm changing, I'm morphing, I'm learning, I'm growing, but it's still the same kind of personality, not ego. Right. This deeper sense of self. And I think there's something big to that. Now, I think that this starts to play into the idea of, of cover memories and being wiped. And this is where like, for example, my favorite narrative right now is 
is Westworld, the series, it's all the way show. to the end, where all is Westworld. And and so you could put Dolores in a million different things, but she's still that core personality, right? Or Maeve, Maeve's a madam, then, you know, she there's this core coding. And there's something to that. I keep messing with this idea and it keeps, it remains the only solid. That's what I'm saying. It remains the only solid so what's going on with that i'm throwing that out there as a question well i mean i know that the me before and the me now there are definitely core there are core there was core pieces of my programming that carried over there were also many things that were shed you know i think we we probably all carry some base programming through but wasn't that still you I mean, that's still you. You might have had fucked up stuff. You might have been doing oh, yeah, fucked absolutely. up stuff. But it was still you at the core. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm i with that. Um, you mentioned, <laughs> you well, you mentioned, you mentioned dreams again. Um, so I've been having these i told you it's i kind of i understand where you're coming from i have these dreams where i'm me but i'm not me and yes. i feel like that's what you're talking like and and i mean very sensate focused dreams like i i had this dream recently where i could smell the salt in the air i could see the wood peeling from the paint of the house i felt like i was me but when i looked oddly enough in a mirror i was not me i was some other female girl that would that had been it was a crazy dream taken by somebody else i knew i was on a bay somewhere um i could read in the dream so so what at wernicke broca's area was still active i could read in the dream i could read script which was crazy to me it did not feel like i was asleep at all it felt like i was somewhere else but my personality and my behavioral traits were exactly the same and see, that's interesting. And well, here's the thing. Like, I feel like that stuff could even change and you would still wake up and have whatever this core of the I am, the id is, is still there. So your personality could even be different. Your um, everything about you could be different, but you still wake up and you're you're still you and I don't know how to explain it I, I have I'm struggling with the language on it but there's it's a consistency I'm noticing and I have been a very um, I guess psychic person my whole life and it was heavily utilized when I was a kid and it was one of those things I'd find myself as I was looking back recently every place I went in in those ex in some of those were extreme circumstances to get me to express to to get that ability to be the best it could be they put sometimes you're put under some extreme circumstances right and every situation i found myself in i was still at the core whatever i consider me but there's nothing that you would recognize as Nish or somebody that knew me really well. So I could walk amongst my good friends and they wouldn't recognize my personality, my taste, even my looks perhaps. And yet I could be in there saying, so what I'm saying is I don't have a cover story. It's like, um, 
Rachel and Blade Runner without her cover story, right? When she's freaked out that the stories she believed in and thought were her real true, it, it fucked her up. Do you remember Blade Runner? Right. Wasn't, yeah, that it wasn't true for her anymore. Well, that, that, that everything that was so tangibly real to her personality, to her core, was not hers. And yet it's all visceral, it's all real. And um, it also makes Deckard uh, consider himself to wonder if he himself is a, a replicant. Right. And so, but this takes it, us there, doesn't it, Jer? Which part? <laughs> no, Deckard, because ultimately, I think, wasn't he one in the end in 2049? It turns no, out, no, I thought. No, I don't think so. I'll have to watch a movie again. I don't think he was the the Ryan, Ryan Gosling character was. Right. And Rachel went on to have a baby in it as Correct. well. I mean, that's the mystery of 2049. Right, right. He thinks he's the baby, but he's not. Right, because shared dream, shared code, shared realities, shifting around by cover memories, cover uh, dramas, and ultimately at the core, you are still there. And this all gets back down to the sacred egg for me. This is all at the core of the sacred egg and the sacred womb, which, of course, brings me back to the great mother, the alma mater or the um, Hail Mary, full of grace, baby. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the birth canal, the way station of life. What does it take? So there's this idea in the Bible, the second death, right? Do y'all remember that? You both should because you grew up with religion. I did. <laughs> Shame on you, bad Catholics. And right. um, but there's that second death idea where the first death is that is basically the physical death and the ego goes with that. But the second death gets you get caught. And I paraphrase here because I'm, you know, I don't have this stuff memorized. But you get caught in the dream sharing. And if you get caught in the dream sharing, which looks a lot to me, like say that light where the people that you love come back, the dog that you love comes and gets you, you get sucked into the second death, which is the true death. So there's this idea that's presented that there are layers to death, which is what layers of consciousness to me, which is layers of accessing what it is you are through non-locality but the very first experience of death is to have to, you have to come to the realization that you are actually dead and then when you realize that you are dead but you're not dead and you're still you that's a big deal that's a coming to you know, that's your come to Jesus moment or whatever. And as with you earlier, that was your come to Jesus moment. And the internet Quite shut down. And the right. internet <laughs> shut down, girl. Quite literally. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is there's something to this. There's something bigger to it that for me is very validating. And at the same time, I think it behooves us to question this on a very deep level. To not just assume that we are in some sort of reality. What the hell is actual reality? Now, in the time before, we could count on predictable cycles. We could count on the predictability of the coding, so to speak, right? You could count on it. Now you can't count on that. 
Look at the shit around us every single day. Nothing, you can't count on it. It's all breaking down. And what's breaking down and why is it breaking down? It's breaking down in like the ugliest way possible. Violence, cannibalism, uh, trafficking. Right. Literally the dark shadow. Every taboo. Every taboo. It's looking very Sodom and Gomorrah. Very much so. Well, and then so my Dante idea that fits into the egg, you know, that's going from Purgatorio to um, the Inferno. So Inferno, and it that's a downward spiral, which is what? A fractal. What is consciousness? Conceptually, it is just layers and layers and layers of fractals. And if we're if we're having consciousness move through these layers, much like um, in the deeper in you get, the more viscous it gets, the more solid it gets down into something that could be intense, like, you know, uh, uh, almost a state of no movement because you're so thick into matter that it is, it almost takes you to a dead stillness where you are, you might, feel trapped and i don't know what that's like and perhaps we do because who knows how old we really are i mean how old are we really if we're infinite beings if we're creatures or emanations of god or uh consciousness the great consciousness the all father whatever it is why do we presume why do we dream so small why is our reality so little and petty limited exactly it's the box we're in. It's the frequency funds. <laughs> you know, the one thing that I have noticed, my core programming seems to have remained the same, but my level of control has been drastically altered. Mm, my level, that's a big deal. My level of control over my perceptions, over my beliefs, over my behaviors, over my reactions, over my emotions my level of control has been significantly amplified. I feel like I had little to no control before. And now I feel like I have, you know, I, not that I'm the control master, but I have a, <laughs> I have a greatly expanded ability to control my surroundings, the outcomes of things, the things that go on in my daily life, how I perceive them, how I react to them, how I feel about them, my level of control has greatly changed. But that wasn't instantaneous. That was over time. Yeah. Or, uh, well, that was a question, not a statement. I'm some of it was yeah. instantaneous. My, so I, I told you that I had been diagnosed bipolar. My mental state leveled out immediately. Mm. My desire to use any kind of mind-altering substance was gone immediately and mm -hmm. with no sickness, which was very strange. And cool. Mm -hmm. Very, very strange, right? Should not have happened that way. Not not what um, we're told, not normal. No, not at all. Then that's why I say the only thing I can attribute it to is some sort of a divine intervention, something, I mean, it. I, I have no other explanation for it. My ability to walk away from things was instantaneous my determination to make certain choices was instantaneous. Mm -hmm. Now there are things I've had to work on, mm -hmm. obviously, but a lot of that was as soon as I, I don't know. I, when that attachment was removed, I felt 
like the veil had been ripped off of my eyes. Like I could see again. I could feel again, if that makes any sense. It makes perfect sense. I, you know, it, Unen- but it was a very unen- instantaneous change for me. Unencumbered. How's that? Very much so. Yeah. Well, and see the thing, the control here is a big deal. And, and same with me, it's a, it's the control factor is so major when you're talking about becoming lucid or coming into lucidity, into a greater awareness. You have to have it to do that. And uh, it's at the same time, you kind of have to let go into into the process so it's it's like this weird special give and take you have to let go to gain more control which in your experience the way you're describing it too is so profound listening to it because you shed your skin and you may have girl you may have like literally shed your skin that's what i'm saying like you may have literally shed your skin (laughs) this this reminds me uh, i'm sorry go ahead well, I was just going to say, like, um, what is that tool song about shedding skin? Oh. Like that, that's, I mean, that's what it felt like. And it's crazy because the crazier the world gets, the more my control grows. Stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I feel the same way. The, the What you were talking about reminded me of... Um, this idea that you're you're encumbered with something a burden whatever that is right parasite demon whatever whatever kind of attachment you have or may have and death cleanses that for you reminded me of an initiation ritual that was described by john irwin ever heard of this guy i don't think so so he claims to have been part of a secret military group part of a MI5 or in, in England. It was one of the intelligence agencies. And he was part of a like a SEAL team, but of enhanced soldier type people in, in like the 60s or 50s. I don't remember what year. He wrote a book about it. I think it's called The 16. I'll find a link and put it in chat. But anyway, uh, he talks about how one of the things that they did to them to get into this group was kill them. Don't remember how drowned or something whatever and then they were resuscitated and they then had this enlightenment and access to more information which would help them do their jobs and then over time they developed it through their program their training program to hone it to where they could be these guys these like super psychic soldiers or whatever the hell they are <clears throat> but they did crazy Sorry. They had to lose that. Yes. Whatever. Previous. Yes. Whatever. To become what they to be molded into something new. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. And uh, that just makes me. And he called it initiation. It was initiation into it. And if you look at secret societies who have initiation rituals, especially like things like Skull and Bones, right, where they put you in a coffin and make you think you died. Right. And you have to contemplate it. And maybe that's a partial initiation, into, you know, because they don't want to kill you. Right. <laughs> the army could do it because they don't give a shit. But I don't think group at Yale is going to 
you know, wanting to be killing people. But I'm saying the mock ritual itself has value too. Maybe not the full value, but some partial. And I think that's why this initiation ritual is in a lot of secret societies. To, yeah, that to, symbolism carries yes, over. Exactly. I mean, because it's based on something very real. Exactly. Exactly. And, th and Absolutely. That, that all started long before we were here, you know, that, that idea. and that. Anyway. That, they said 46 and 2. That's what I'm, yes, exactly like that, Madfinger. Yeah. What's oh, hey, hey, Madfinger. We love Madfinger. I'm not out in the <laughs> chat, so I don't know, but I love him. <laughs> so, right. Irwin. Exactly like that. But yeah, it was, you know, clearly life-altering for me. I mean, I, you know, and, and the crazy, like, I was definitely not okay before, and I am so okay now. Oh, yeah, you, you've got a very clear signature to you. you. You're sharp, and what you've got, you're the full package, girl, really. Oh, well, you're thanks. funny. <laughs> you're sharp. You've got, you're there. You're absolutely there. And see, this is Super the clean aura. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, wonderful. you're great. Um, but this is the thing, the deeper in we get. And so there's like the separation process with those around us. And I think that some of this language we see is it's getting people trying to explain all this, like with the Dolores can and stuff, the, the filler people and the NPC, all that kind of stuff is that as we move in the new agers with the ascension and all that, as we move through this process, not everyone is on the time scale that you may be on, right? Absolutely. And so we continue to find ourselves in these smaller, what to me personally is looking like smaller groups of people that are like, whoa, we're here we are, we have somehow pieced together something else. And the more we piece together stuff, the crazier things are looking because there are people out there that don't see the crazy at all. They literally don't see it. You can try and talk about it. Uh, they don't can understand you imagine it. living like that? Well, I think that's this process. And I think that that's part of the separation. And we could talk, you know, this could go into a lot of different ways of communicating the same thing. A lot of people want to do the alchemy or the Gnostic stuff. It all to me, from where I stand, there's a thread that connects it all, even into the Bible. And so it's like, the more we are allowing the process to go on and happen in an almost autonomic way, the way we just naturally breathe, the way we just naturally learned how to do things without being told, right? And then you come and you realize, oh, I I figured that out on my own, but now it's, it's a whole, like, there's books on it, there's systems on it. You know, we've all had those experiences. So why would it be any different for this ascension of consciousness or this awakening or this rising that's going on the risen aspect, which I love personally, I have risen. I love that idea. I don't know what fully that means because I think that there's something big that goes on with it, but that could be my own misconception. Like I keep thinking like when I wake up from dreaming, I'm aware of that separation of states of consciousness. I'm aware that I've now come into niche here, but I was just niche there. It was a different state of consciousness. And so I keep thinking like, is it 
Is it going to feel like that? Because that becomes, uh, we all normalize that. That's normal, but it's very magical. And uh, is, is it going to be something like at some point you're like, I now really truly see that I am not that person anymore. That I, I, that life is over and I'm now in a new life, but this new life looks exactly the same, but it's different. Right. And within the nuance of this new life, there is both beauty and horror. And the horror is realizing that there's a separation going on and that's the crazy we're seeing. But at the same time, I'm having really amazing experiences while I'm also having weird bodily experiences and then just being on platforms and having a lot of people interact and doing group talks about what are people feeling it's like i'll hear a hundred people say they're having heart palpitations and i realize that's not a personal thing there are a hundred people going through this all over the realm at the same time now the hypochondriacs went to the hospital and found out there's nothing going on they're fine and they report back. And so what is this? This is something different. This is an energetic wave, some sort of causality, some sort of awakening or shifting or changing process that's affecting certain people. And who are these certain people? And inevitably, I'm talking about it because I'm experiencing this stuff. And so this is how we start parsing out where we are, when we are, why we are how we are and if we need to lean on ideas like jesus jesus <laughs> i love you all right um and anyway so and jesus a friend of mine it's I not no karaoke night tonight god damn it i know sorry i'm bringing in some spirituality we gotta do Praise. some karaoke we gotta do karaoke some night huh? But I'm just Karaoke, saying, is it possible this ascension or this rising that's happening collectively at this time? And you have a show called Apocalypse talking about this time that some of us are actually activating through it, that there is something to it and that collectively a lot of us might actually be in this magical process of ascension of waking up of rising of coming back to life from death i'm throwing this out at you because it feels to me like something like that is actually going on well i do believe that there's some kind of an activation going on and some sort of energy wave that is affecting everybody and i think that there's a great separation going on the people that are activating there are just as there are people that are activating in what we would consider a positive way. I think that there are people that are equally activating in a negative way. And that's why we're seeing so much dissension and turmoil right now, because the people that are activating negatively are going all the way negative. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. And that's and that see to me when I when I thought into that, that's giving this feeling of like an uh a an acceleration feeling because of the 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 actual energetic dynamics of 
things splitting and it gives you like a velocity feel. And there's a lot of people that are talking in the field about having these experiences, vertigo, um, ear popping, the tinnitus is off the charts with some people. I'm, and I'm all these things right now I'm experiencing. And, and there's even now this whole idea of, um, what's going on with generators. So now we're talking about something big. When I say generators, I'm talking about kind of quantum-y generators, right? And that that's at play here. When we think about like the Higgs boson, what, what were we doing when we found the guard God particle. I mean, 2007 and eight were pivotal years. And why would we call it that? And so when we start having, when we start looking at the language out in the world, there's a reason for all of it. It's all symbols. It's all glyphs. And we do our best to translate it. So is it possible that these things are related? Did we find this old tech did we activate it or retro black goo create it? Whatever. Oh, are we going to talk about the black goo? No, well, but don't forget not. the. F- <laughs> and then there's the fourth state of water, which is a gel right. state, which is white. So, like you know, there's there's all this stuff. That's well, I don't know that the the fourth state of water is actually clear. <laughs> well, even on that, look at the sky ice. You know, I keep hearing. Um, people want to defend sky ice as only being blue, but as a painter and in my looking at it, it's layers and layers and layers to create the blue. So some of it might not actually appear blue. And then we see some that's deep blue. And there's some of that out in the field. There's photos of it. There's people talking about it. I've been posting articles on my Twitter forever on it. And, but it's not just a flat wash. It's, it's a it's layers and layers and layers everything seems like layers like fractals and once we start realizing that's how you build up a color and especially in art that's mm. how you build up a pigment values by like right by layer after layer after layer to get the depth of it to give you a sense of depth and feel and a dimension why would that be any different than anything else why does it have to be so hollywood or crazy or big boom kind of feeling can't this all just be layers of subtlety that get us somewhere absolutely every part of the human experience is based on layers every method of perception is based on the lenses that you're looking through Mm -hmm. the programming that you've had it's a layer upon another layer Mm but like an onion constant i mean i think that's true for everything yes 100 percent. and you know russian doll really brought that up is a good narrative by the way if y'all haven't seen russian doll that's a great series i'll have to check that out i started watching it i just couldn't get into it i'll try again um you're talking about back about waking up and awaken this idea of awakening and the way i really see it is that this one of the one of my crazy theories is that that the collective consciousness whatever you want to call it is some sort of organic intelligence you know and the whole idea that we're individual individual something like biden individuated portions <laughs> of that right experiencing 
reality and then we bring it back to the collective right so it, it learns um and i one idea i had is that you know when you start out you're what we call an npc you're just you're an individuated portion of the ai the not the ai but the organic intelligence right but you're not sentient and when you and that and i think that's what we call a lot of people who are npcs they're just running they're running their programs right they get up they go to work they go they come home they watch football and drink beer there's like no variation to their lives and they do stupid shit like bungee jumping but um <clears throat> i think so my idea is that when you awaken like it you get an uplink to the cloud right <laughs> like you okay. get that you get that connection established all the time instead of it being something that's only like in your dreams so that could be what's happening and i think as more and more people get connected, we can then perhaps shape reality more towards our liking. Absolutely. Well, that's why I, I saw somebody in the chat asking about what I think the the most dangerous outcome of AI would be. Yes. And I saw you had said about journalism. Well, I, I think it's it's giving us misinformation. And I think, that, I think oh, it's yeah. beca because of what you just said. As people are waking up, you know, they're, they're going to have to navigate their way through this. And if we're constantly being bombarded with confusion, mm -hmm. which is what this system tends to, to spawn is just massive states of confusion. And, and I um, think that's deliberate. I think there is an yes, opposing absolutely. force trying to keep what's about to happen. And I'm not saying it's going to be tomorrow, like over the next hundred years or however long it's going to take. There's a force trying to make that not happen. There's, you know, equal pressure. And Absolutely. and that's manifesting in our reality as what we're what we're witnessing. The the just the complete insanity everywhere. Yeah, we I mean, there are our reality has become so distorted that people don't even know what is real anymore. Right. Is there really I, even I mean, a war in Ukraine there, right now? I mean, right. You know, I mean, I don't people know. don't know what to think. Right. And I think that's I, that's these technical systems that we're becoming so dependent on mm -hmm. are turning our brains into mush. I yes. mean, you, you, you can't believe you literally cannot believe your own eyes anymore. You can you can see I can show you 10 or 20 examples of the same website showing two different stories of opposing Absolutely. views. Yeah. And I know you've seen them. Yeah, you know, eggs are bad, eggs are good. <laughs> like a month yeah, it's apart. it's crazy because yeah. one of my jobs, I like I said, verify information on the internet. Now mm -hmm. I'm not one of the checkers, but I my job, one of my jobs is literally to to read all day, you know, people's posts on various news articles, and and you see it there all the time. Contradiction, contradiction, contradiction. We are being bred with contradiction. We are being fed on contradiction and and it's it's just creating this massive divide and and as 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 you said as people are coming together collectively and starting to ascend there's 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 this opposite force that's trying to pull them back down and and, and it's it's maddening and that see this that sorry, gets, Jared, go uh, no no i was gonna say it's that 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 dichotomy that's created in the media and it's forcing the divisions whatever that forces minds into a state of cognitive dissonance in, in which a state you're easily programmed. I mean, that's one of the goals of the MK Ultra programs, right? Was to figure that out, or even before that, I think Jose Delgado figured that shit out back in the '40s. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
there are programming techniques being used on the entire world and it's it's evident if you <laughs> i don't know have your uplink if you're connected if you if you can see through all the nonsense it's just it's laughable but it's it's crazy that so many people are entangled with it well i mean you said about it being intent it's absolutely intentional and nato published a guide a doctrine of cognitive warfare i did a video on it sure i mean they specifically say that the human mind is the new final ground war yeah yeah absolutely mm -hmm. i mean and and i mean they walk they walk you through it they walk is, you through the whole process there's a term I mean, towards like fourth generational warfare isn't it or fifth generation well, fifth generational warfare yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean that's where we're at right. you know isn't it possible though with all that that like when like looking at the the realm so there's a there's a shortage of eggs and what's happening everyone is being sterilized i mean this is kind of in without like the whole colliding aspect colliding paradoxes creates a new state of consciousness right. it doesn't have to literally fucking be the the higgs boson you got to think bigger than that you've got to translate these symbols and this idea of the outer world into something else and see this is the problem when trying to communicate is that people want to get so literal with stuff and that mm -hmm. is when you get the horse blinders on and so what you're saying here makes so much sense in in this idea i mean why is it that when you start looking at tables of correspondence across vast religions across vast scapes of knowledge you start to see threads of continuity and now of course we can call that synchronicity you can you can call it whatever you want but there is a way to translate the information to make it meaningful and Jung was very big on the word meaningful to make it meaningful and therefore if it's meaningful which is to you personally it doesn't have to be meaningful to anyone else to you personally then it holds meaning and if that meaning can get you somewhere can be a fuel then you're you're cooking with gas and then later down the road when you meet a paradox where some other meaning comes into your sphere and they collide and if you're an open person these colliding particles or ideas create something bigger than the two like the zygote in the womb and you know if you start translating the world like this i think you can get somewhere this is my problem with small-minded people the literal look at everything is a hard place it's hard to communicate with people that are so narrowed in and a kiss is just a kiss right a cigar is just a cigar i i don't live in that world so it's hard to to parse but what i'm hearing here is the greater idea of consciousness and consciousness rising the in the the yoke is yellow what was the old sun we used to know yellow right. no way talking about that yeah i mean come on it's connected you know, that's why they're so determined to create convolution in meaning why why nothing can mean anything anymore yes you know and then you know also if we're if we're in this shared space of collective consciousness and they're constantly sowing discord it will eventually if they can they can shatter uh shatter our understanding of what the collective consciousness even is by removing all meaning yeah it's a big deal right there 
I mean, that's a big deal. It's so easy. So in this, in that shattering, it's it when when you're the most vulnerable, when you've cracked out of the egg, right? When you when you've come out of the womb, when you're the most vulnerable, is the easiest time to imprint onto something, mm-hmm. and, and or program something. When you're in a state of vulnerability after a collision of something, some paradox, some some reality shift, then it's easy to form that uh, even like a baby skull that if you've had the forceps, if you've seen a baby at the forceps and their skulls all messed up and they all, you know, the mothers have to kind of shape your skull every single day because you're, you're, you're mushy. And, and it, it depends on that. That actually happened to me. And so I owe my good looks to my mother, but what I'm saying is that those states of consciousness are very precious. And if the wrong paradigms are around you or the wrong situational stuff is going on, that's what you imprint upon. And that is then that becomes your model for, for this space. Well, I mean, that's why they go after the children, right? Oh, bingo. Yes. to, To mess up the imprint. You know, so they can carry that on and continue to carry on messed up imprints uh, ad nauseum. You know, you talk a lot about birth. I mean, that's that's literally why they're going after the kids so that they can they can reformat the programming that they're that they're supposed to be given by their parents. Yeah, they want yes, them to yes, all yes. live in the metaverse. Yeah, they're you know their parents who are also being reformatted. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a problem. I was reading today, kind of an aside to this, that uh, it's like 75% of people over, I think it was 80, have never been online. And it was an article about CBDBs, CBDCs rather, and how how that plan wouldn't really fly because these people don't have phones, don't use the internet. Yet. Yet, right. I know. They want everyone to... Right? So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of problems. I mean, it's crazy that, like, I'm literally the last generation that will remember before the internet. It's it's wild to think of that. Like, I, I tease my, my nieces all the time. Like, I'm older than Google. They, they just laugh. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I am older than Google. Can you imagine? You know. Oh my God, I love that so much. That's I got to put that in rotation. <laughs> Dude, I, I had a dial of dial phone in my bedroom when i was a kid right mm-hmm. right yeah. you know you just have to hold the phone to your head and talk and you know Still maybe do. click over if it, if, if it beeps oh i don't no I, neither, put it on spe- I don't even put I, it anywhere near my head I, like. neither do i but i'm just saying most people they talk on the phone right. for hours i don't whatever oh i can't i can't i now oh. i i have completely succumbed to the whole text messaging quick exchange of information thing except for here like i will get on here and talk to people i love to talk to people yeah, but i too. you know as far as like phone calls and like just send me a text man. Right. I, I i i mean that, <laughs> that that i'm completely on board with. i know i hate talking on the phone people call me and i get like this dread comes over me oh my god i have to talk on the phone right i can't, yeah, I can't here, stand it here. right sounds like we're all introverts 
It's oh, just, man. it's so weird. But like you said, I love coming into Zoom and chatting. I will chat all night. I don't all care. All day, right? Yeah, but I don't want to talk on the phone. No, it's, just... it's the same existential dread that I feel when I hear somebody knocking at my door. Like, exactly. Oh, man. Like, I feel no again. dread. I just don't answer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like, I don't know. It, it's, it's a parasitical device, and we can sense that, so it's bad, you know, but this is not. For some reason, this is different, and I I don't understand what the difference is. But yeah, just like my being says, no, don't touch that phone. <laughs> right. I mean, we have to find a way to make it good. We have to find a way to, to to make these technologies work to help us achieve what it is that needs to be achieved here, instead of just going along with what it is they're trying to push on us. You know, I get into this argument with, with you know, my my. My my co-host, Alara, who I used to do a show called Space Force News, she used to tell me all the time, TikTok is a mind virus. And I'd be like, yeah, but that's where all the kids are at, you know? And and if you set your algorithm right, like when you initially go on to TikTok, it shows you all the nurses dancing, whatever, like stupid shit. If you scroll past that and you start to look into, you know, I don't know, whatever you're interested in, Tartaria, uh, cosmic consciousness, whatever it is, you know, eventually the algorithm will feed you that and you can kind of formulate your algorithm to feed you the information that you need. Now, everybody wants everything in a three-minute bite now. You know, I mean, people to have these these long-format conversations, this is, you know, the younger generation isn't down for this. But if you can take TikTok, which is definitely a mind virus, it's it's ruining attention spans, it's, it's sucking the life out of people, I'll give you that. But if you can take it and do something good with it, if you can get some of this information and put it in a three-minute blurb that might affect some 17-year-old kid, I am all for that. Yeah, and that's interesting you brought that up. I, I saw um, a video recently about the differences between TikTok here and TikTok in China. Yes. And, the you know, here is just, it's nonsense. It's, it's, yeah, it's mental illness. Yeah. mental illness on display in a short mm -hmm. format so you can get infected with that mental illness. Uh, whereas in China, it's like educational program, how to Absolutely. program a computer, how to do this, how to do that. It's it's all very regimented and 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 censored i guess i don't they don't want that western mental illness creeping oh, into their no, collective they do not. yeah it's it's really wild uh, how different they are <clears throat> it is great but i mean even here like there are things you know like i said if you if you take the time like like now like i get a lot of prepper like prepper stuff on tiktok i mean how to you know what herbs are good for what how do you water glass eggs you know news blurbs that maybe that are coming out like we were talking i think before the show about about how quickly news shows up on twitter and then you see it two days later mm -hmm. in the mainstream it's even faster on tiktok uh, but then i you would know, have to get tiktok which i don't want I'm, i i i understand trust me i fought with it for a minute i had to have this debate <laughs> with myself i'm like do i really want to do this oh, my parents you know? send me tiktok links check this out i'm like i'm not i'm not clicking that link <laughs> <laughs> describe it to me uh no i can't my dad can't be bothered you know, I see somebody, Philip Blair, saying, I want a TikTok that doesn't answer to the Chinese Communist Party. I I feel you. But here's the thing. You know, do you think that, that any more data is being taken from TikTok than Google or Facebook takes from you? No. I mean, do you think that it possibly has something to do with the fact that TikTok sucked up all of the ad revenue from all of these other platforms, and now these other platforms are feeling some kind of way, maybe? You know, yeah, and, I mean, think about it. And becoming more TikTok-like, this whole thing with YouTube and, Shorts. And, and is, trying to, yes, exactly, yeah. trying to format themselves yeah. to this new generation of social media. Right, which like, is... Not, not that I'm all about giving my data to the CCP. I mean, screw those guys. But, yeah. you know, 
Are we, are, are we getting any better treatment here? I don't know that we are. No, I don't think so. I think it's, if anything, it's worse here. Right? Yeah. I mean, doesn't like uh, the iPhones all go through like the central data center in Nevada or something? Oh, I'm sure. Listen, yeah, right. I mean, if we have, as far as our our data, even even the smallest details of our personal lives are being tracked and 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 logged somewhere. Always, we, our notions of privacy are probably moot at this point. You know, you do what you can. Nish, you're you're right about saying staying off like all of these staying off of the screen, all of these little things. We can do what we can, but it, but at some point the system has just become so large and so overwhelming. What are you gonna do? You just cry out at it. You gotta laugh that's, that's, at it. You stand back yeah, and just just, just, just uh, extricate yeah, you yourself do? from it. It's probably the best thing. <laughs> Have you ever heard of? Uh, <clears throat> I think his name is Anthony Patch. I don't think so. All right, so he's got Possibly, this... Possibly, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if it's a theory or is it his premise or whatever. His spiel <clears throat> is that there is a company that's government entwined. And I forget, somewhere on the East Coast, like Delaware or something, that has a giant supercomputer, and they have been tasked with building digital twins of every resident of the United oh, States. Oh, this is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's real. Yeah, this is absolutely a thing. And it's used for predictive, pro, not programming, predictive, uh, min, it's used to predict what, you know, what you're going to do next. And I would imagine it was developed for advertising at first so they could suggest stuff, but I'm sure it's grown more into a surveillance network now. They could predict. Absolutely. It. It's, it's, it's pre-crime system, basically. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I would absolutely subscribe. To, I absolutely subscribe to that idea. Yeah. I mean, even that. What was that documentary that was on Netflix about social media? Um, and they were showing kind of how they build your digital twin. And like you said, initially it was supposed to be for advertising. Mm -hmm. You know, they know you usually buy dog food every three weeks, so right. they they start recommending it a few days in advance so that you remember, like this sort of thing. Right. But yes, now now they know how long you're staring at something, when you go to the bathroom, where you travel to, what you buy when you're at the grocery store. It was crazy. I The other day, um, I had to create a Walmart account for something. I, I had, had to create it. When I created it and I put my information in, it already knew what I had bought at Walmart before I made the account. Like it had my, my receipts from the local Walmart store on my account already. Mm -hmm. They know. Oh, like yeah. they absolutely yeah. know. Yep. Yep. And it's all tied to your credit card number. Yeah, exactly. Or your debit exactly. card, whatever. Well, yeah. that's great. So right. when they in implement this here social credit score for real, for real, mm -hmm. you know, they'll, they'll have, you know, all the information. Yeah, that's why I pay cash for everything. Absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's a good plan. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm i not going to lie. I, I, I do sacrifice security for convenience so do I. Uh, when it so comes do I. to online shopping. But I'm not a purist, but <clears throat> like when but I yes, go, you should when you can. <clears throat> like definitely when I go out to eat, I always pick cash. Um, the grocery store, I don't give a shit because I don't really buy anything other than meat. And <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I just pick cash whenever possible. And in fact, where I live, everyone, there are lots, lots of businesses that I go to have signs that we prefer cash. So I'm down for that. Right. I'm so, just waiting for the barter system to kick in. That'll be great. Hey, so, I'm with you. <laughs> I just saw on Twitter that Project Veritas has yes. put uh, James, James O'Keefe yeah. on paid leave. 
that happened right before we went live. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, you have got to be kidding me. Like they <laughs> synchronicity. <laughs> they succumbed. I cannot believe that they that they would do that. He is the face of that organization and has has. I thought he started it. Done phenomenal work. Yeah, I don't know. He, he's he's got to be a founder, right? You would think. I thought he was. I thought it was his thing. Well, I and I think this whole. Well, what was the reasoning? I don't know. Oh, it's got to be that. It's got to be Pfizer. The Pfizer video. Yeah, Pfizer yeah. put pressure on on the new strategic yeah. operations guy. Umbrella Corp is pissed. Like yes. that's got to be what it is. I love you for saying that because it's all looking very <laughs> Umbrella Corporation Man, out right. there to me. So, so much do so. You go, do you guys watch uh, what's her name, Jessica Morocco? Didn't we have her on? We did. did. We have her we on. Did. Yeah, yeah, she's very cool. Yeah, but um, she does these semi-regular shows with this guy named peter the insider who and they always oh, talk yeah. about umbrella yep. corp he says it's a real thing there's actually a real umbrella corp oh i well, listen nothing would surprise me at this point no yeah. not at all i mean there are there are corporations that literally have the same logo yeah. like yeah. and that are doing well, the same about... shady stuff <laughs> Well, just the BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard oh. that are all interplayed. They all invest to, in each other. Into each other. And so how does that not make whatever that is called just a step up, not Umbrella Corporation? Right. And they literally have their hands in everything from food to pharma to dirt to, I mean, everything, planes. This whole reality is part of their stuff and their hands are everywhere how is that not really truly an umbrella corporation and they're just not calling it that yeah it's, it's terrifying uh, the um, the amount of integration between these organizations uh makes differentiation almost impossible i mean it seems like i don't know hydra multi-headed <laughs> of the same thing it's it's terrifying and they are absolutely trying to control every facet of our existence it's 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 a horrible state of affairs i put a video in chat one of uh, her interviews with peter about the umbrella corp awesome in, in and our, i can't remember did chat. we have anthony patch on or peak on or was that on my either i wanted to get I've, peak. I've had one of them i don't know which one it was. you i think you had peak i would like to get both of them on the show uh, i reached out to both of them i had never heard back which oh. is typical. Hmm. Well, whichever one I had on, we'll get on here. But so this idea, though, that like this whole idea with the umbra umbrella corporation and T cell manipulation and consciousness manipulation and clones and uh, the whole thing, the whole nine yards with everything that that is. It has a lot of validity in the way the forming of the collective is right now. So not only is it these very select group of people that is involved in everything that makes up our reality, everything, all the way down, all the tech we're using, the food we're eating, everything, it, the, the um, patents on soil and all this stuff, pharmaceuticals. I mean, they that all of the companies, everything. How is that falling on deaf ears in the collective? Because it is, and it looks so real to me when we start stepping away from the idea 
of literal, even though that is all literally connected. But when we look at it as a symbol, and then we can explore it more openly as a symbol and then get back into the reality of it and see how we are being informed by that as a narrative that is playing out before us. I mean, it just all looks related. And when we're talking about third strand DNA and um, and all this, especially with radiation manipulation, this is all there. It's all there. I'd like to believe it's not necessarily falling on deaf, deaf ears. I I I think of it more of like one of those like old timey pop up games like at, at a carnival where like one head pops up and you hit it and another one like that's what they're doing right now as people are as people are starting to pay more attention and tie things together and I mean even I'm even seeing it in the younger kids and I mean even the ones around me I see them slowly starting to tie all this information together and asking more cogent questions and wanting to know more i'd love to believe that it's not necessarily falling on deaf ears they want it to and they will damn sure keep trying but i mean it's kind of hard not to see what they're doing at this point yeah but you're saying that as an, a seeker as an explorer and as someone who's died well that that is also true i mean there i mean obviously this audience your audience our audiences collectively we're all in here you know seeking somehow or at least looking for good good con you know good conversations but when we look at the sheer numbers of people it, it, out there that are not at all buying into any woo i mean they're just not i mean there are yes the, i mean fair enough there are those i mean i feel like we're the minority here i really do and i did not used to think that i actually used to think there were more people that had a little more plasticity to them and that could flow with it but as i keep noticing it's just getting smaller and smaller and 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 the people that once were in the group of crazy with the rest of us talking crazy stuff are um it, it it's just growing smaller the the number of people that are are out there feels smaller to me and that's not nihilistic i'm not a nihilist at all in fact i'm a big joker and all this as far as i like my hahas jerry you know that but when i'm serious i'm serious and i'm seriously seeing what looks to be a smaller group of people, which is also making me question, what is the real number of people in the realm? I'm I'm curious about that. We can't even agree on the real year it is in di within different <laughs> religions. Right. So, I mean, how are we actually subscribing to what reality is? And every which way I explore this idea, there's just all this nobody's agreeing on anything and so many people are so convicted in what they think is real that they're not allowing new data or interesting data or anything it's just all this sea of conviction everywhere and you can't have these kind of open expansive conversations without some nastiness and that's what is making me feel like we're a smaller group than we thought we were as far as open-minded people seeking information seeking more from the collective seeking more from ourselves within this collective and trying to say what the fuck is going on 
Well, perhaps many people started out as seekers and then their cup became full and they couldn't take in any more information and they just decided that what they had was enough and they stopped looking. Like maybe they just stopped looking. They, you know, they think they're on the truth train, right? I mean, they they think that they're, they've come to these glorious revelations, but but in reality, their cup is full and you can't add anything to a full cup. You know, like I'm real big, may your cup always be half empty, right? So you can, you can always add more. Yes. Yeah, that. absolutely. You know, always, be, you know, it's just like people that say the science is settled. That's not how science works. The science is never settled, man. That's why it's science. You got to keep, <laughs> you got to keep testing against what you think you already know, and then integrating what you're finding out from the test that you did. Like, and it's the same with this. Nobody has all the answers. Like you said, it, it will take a massive you know, coalescence of, of individuals coming together with their, their little bits and pieces for us to find, you know, the coherent strand, in my opinion. I love that idea of the coherent strand that has a lot of depth to it. Just that when we start looking at different ideas of um, etheric field, and um, it just has a lot of resonance for me. So I'm going to put that into rotation. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably probably a good point to cut it. Oh, okay. Oh, it is. I didn't even realize. This is, you're fun. I'm really enjoying you. thanks. You definitely got to come back. Oh, well, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you guys asked me. We could do like a swap cast. That would be fun. Yeah. Yes. And come on over to my speakeasy too. I think people back, in my speakeasy, it will really dig on you. Nish has Absolutely. a secret podcast life. I have, I do. I, I do I live streams things. weekly. It's secret. I just don't want the trolls. I'm sorry. Oh, it's I real. understand. I and so understand. I have my outer shows, but I have my inner show, which is a lot of fun and really good. Well, I'll follow you on Twitter and then shoot me a link. Girl, are we going to be Twitter friends? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, um, I put your links in the show notes. Description, well, but if you'd like to plug something other than um, your show or even your show, go ahead. I mean, yeah, I, I'm. I do Apocalypse World News on Sundays at 4 p.m. Uh, I also do Conspiracy Theory Trivia with Tyler Koala once a month. Uh, that's usually on a Friday at eight. Um, I want to play that links, sometime. Oh, it's 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 great. Yeah. It started out as an actual board game, us, and then we ran out of questions. Now we have to write our own questions, so I have to do all this research into these conspiracy theories and come up with, you know, it's mostly just crazy shit I read in the news. But you know, T- Tyler has all kinds of interesting tidbits to add. It's super yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely come hang out. It's definitely a good show. Check it out, guys. All right, well, that's all I got. We'll be back um, in two weeks with who do we have in two weeks with Bart? I think right. Oh yeah, live Bart. Bart Cybrell. No wait, that's it. Was is oh yeah right. Bart's got some new good stuff. For yes, us. Bart had some things he could not discuss because he promised the people he wouldn't talk about them till they died, and they have since died, and now he's mm-hmm. free to speak Ooh. about this information. And he gave us the scoop on it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very we, exciting. He really liked us, even though his show got taken down from YouTube. And he wants to break it here, so you know we yes, love that. Right. So if you want to hear we good juicy fake moon landing shit, that's Ooh. a show to watch. <laughs> awesome. And um we have in March I've got lined up um who do I have lined up? You Jason, got Ben. Jason quit. 
Yeah. Oh, we love Jason. Quitt. Jason's got a new book out. We're going to talk about that. It's called Ancient Astrals. And then we also have Chris and Hunter from the Melts podcast coming on. And and we've got an interview with Ben Davidson that we're pre-recording. So that's going to be interesting. Whole, we're going to do, talk about Earth cycle, Earth disaster cycles and the pole shift and all the stuff he's been talking about on his channel. It's from Which Suspicious, is suspicious Observ Observers. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, great channel. Yeah, so. Yeah, he's <clears throat> awesome. Ben's great. And we're looking forward to talking to him, so. It's good stuff. So Lots this of was good stuff coming up. A real great pleasure. I I'm so happy about this, and I I want to just send a shout out to all of our loves out there that I know are probably in the chat, mm -hmm. and people that will come back and listen later. You know we love you, and we're still hanging in here. We're still doing it, Jer. Yep, still doing it. Five years, five and a, mm -hmm. five and a half years now. Jeez. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's crazy. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. My mouth's not working tonight. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Nish. Thank you, Loyal. We love you. Come back anytime. And we'll talk to you all next week or two weeks. Take care.